0: Chapter Nineteen of the Silver Princess in Oz by Ruth Plummy Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nineteen Red Magic The hours Randy and Kabumpo spent waiting for Jinnicky to summon them to his throne room were the longest and most anxious they had ever endured. Even if he does restore them, groaned Randy, pacing feverishly up and down one of the garden paths. He'll have to send them straight back to another planet. Rumpling up his hair, he looked wildly back at the elegant elephant, who was just behind him. And if they go, declared the young king in a desperate voice, I warn you, Kabumpo, I shall jump on Thun's back and and go with them. What, and leave me? gasped the elegant elephant, putting back his ears. "'And your kingdom and friends and all your responsibilities? "'No, no, Randy, this won't do. "'Besides, you'd probably perish in that outlandish metal wilderness "'with nothing to eat and no place to rest your head. "'You can't do it, my boy, and furthermore I won't let you.' "'Snatching Randy up in his trunk, "'he held him as tightly as if he were already running away "'instead of threatening to do so.' In the course of this bitter argument, and as the young monarch began pummeling Kabumpo futilely with his fists, they were both lifted bodily into the air, and set swiftly down in the red throne room. "'The master has good news for you,' explained Ginger. Look!" With his flashing white grin the little bell-boy pointed to the throne itself, and then, as was his wont, inexplicably vanished. What he saw made Randy rush forward, and fling both arms round the red jinn's neck. "'Oh, you did it! You really did it!' he cried, embracing jinnicky all over again. "'How can I ever thank you enough?' "'Where am I?' murmured the clear, silvery voice that Kabumpo and Randy knew so well. "'Oh, what a netiful, netiful castle!' "'Randy, Randy, and there you are, big Bumpo and Thun, Uh, but how did we come out of that debasement?' Without bothering to answer, Randy seized Planetti's hands, and looked and looked at her as if he were never going to stop. "'You're the same, and yet different,' he mused, scarcely able to believe what he saw. "'And Thun is the same, yet different, too.' I am Thun the Thunder Colt now, then, and always, announced Thun, and gave a frightened jump, for he had actually spoken the words at the same time they were spiraling up into a sparkling sentence over his head. Oh, Princess, Princess, he whinnied joyously. Do you hear? Do you see? I can talk, I can hear, I can see and hear myself talking. At each word, Thun gave an ecstatic bound, and then began racing madly round and round the throne room, in and out between the red pillars, leaping over chairs and tables in a positively hair-raising fashion. Oh, my, oh, my, mercy me, faltered Jinnicky, and scooping up the Nonagon cat, he jumped up on a red tabaret. Stop him, somebody, stop him. Whoa there. Come back here, Thun, come back. We want to look at you. Running after the Thunder Colt, Randy caught him by his plumy tail, and hung on till he actually did stop. And he doesn't make a sound when he gallops. Not a sound, marvelled Jinnicky, edging nervously over to his throne and taking a seat beside Planetti. A hey, sound but soundless steed, ha. <laughs> Ah, "'And do not mind his breath, Randy, it cannot burn you now. It's cold fire, and will not singe a thing.' "'But how did you do it?' demanded Kabumpo, touching Planetti lightly with his trunk. "'Oh, partly by my red incense, partly by my red reanimating rays, and partly by an old incantation against entrancery,' explained Jenikey as Randy brought Thun back and handed him over to Planetti. Do you feel all right now, my dear, and as beautiful as you look? Oh, yes, oh, very yes, answered Planetti, smiling shyly round at the red gen. And you, I know it now. You must be the wizard so wonderful of Ev. Wonderful, wonderful, well, I should say hey, hooray, Randy threw his crown in the air and caught it. Wonderful enough to save himself and us two. Oh, so many things have happened, Planetti, since you and Thun turned to cold metal in that awful cellar. I must make a note, muttered Jinnicky, patting Thun rather cautiously on the neck. I must make a note to clean and cheer up that cellar. My mercy, me, I haven't been down there for years." And if I never see it again it will still be too soon, grunted Kabumpo, leaning up against a red pillar. Look, Jenikee. He muttered out of a corner of his mouth as Randy and Planetti moved over to one of the windows, and Randy began to tell the little princess all that had happened on Nonagon Isle, and Thun began kicking up his heels and talking to himself just for the fun of the thing. Look, Will these two have to go straight back to their own planet? That is what is worrying me, Jinnicky said, speaking behind one hand and patting his hound, also released from its enchantment, with the other. I managed to reawake and reanimate them, but as you probably noticed, they are changed. Most certainly they are alive, but no longer of living metal. See? "'The girl's hair is no longer of fine-spun metal strands, but is real hair, still silvery in color, and her skin retains its iridescent sheen. But I'm very much afraid, as things are, that the princess and her colt are unfitted for life on that far and rigorous planet of theirs.' "'Yes,' Jinnicky nodded his head emphatically. I'm very much afraid they'll have to content themselves down here and live, eat, and behave generally as natives of Oz or Ev. What? trumpeted Kabumpo so fiercely. Nina jumped out of Jinnicky's arms and hid under the Red Throne. Oh, say it again, he begged, swallowing convulsively. Great Gump, why, this is the best news I've heard since you've come up out of the sea." "'You mean they won't care?' exclaimed the red Jinn, rubbing his palms nervously together. "'Care?' spluttered Kabumpo, waving his trunk toward the small red sofa where Randy and Planetti sat in rapt and earnest conversation. "'They care for nothing but each other, old fellow. Right there, my dear wizard, sits the future queen of regalia, or I'm a blue-bearded nanny-goat.' "'Oh, my mercy, you don't say oh ha, 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 how delightful why this calls for a celebration a feast and a fiesta beaming with interest and benevolence jinnicky banged on the side of his throne with both fists and his elbows prepare a feast he ordered breathlessly as alibabel his grand advisor entered in a calm and dignified manner showing no ill effects from his long months of servitude in the ruby-mines. "'Prepare a feast, old Tollywog. There's to be a wedding with rings, bells, palms, presents, and all the fruity fixings!' "'A wedding?' Ali Baba looked sternly at his master, whom he instantly suspected of being the groom. Then, as a Red jinn grinning wickedly, waved to the engrossed pair on the red sofa, he nodded briefly. "'In that event,' he remarked, backing rapidly away as he spoke, "'I earnestly advise your majesty to have a haircut.' "'Oh, my mercy me! Did you hear that?' screamed the jinn, as he turned to Kabumpo, his face very red and angry. "'I certainly did,' roared the elegant elephant, giving Jenneke a playful little push. "'Hasn't changed a bit, has he?' "'And neither have you. The last time I was in this castle he was advising the very same thing.' "'That's all he ever thinks of!' fumed Jinnicky, fingering his long locks lovingly. Then, as his eye rested again on the happy little princess and the prancing colt, his expression grew milder. "'Randy! Randy!' he called, jerking his thumb imperiously at his royal guest. "'See here, my boy,' he explained, puffing out his cheeks importantly as Randy came to stand beside the throne. "'I have done my part to save your little princess, and now you must do yours. Unfortunately,' Jinnicky's face grew long and dolorous, "'unfortunately, Planetti and Thun from this time on will be unable to exist on another planet.' So now, without a home or country, what will become of them?" In mock distress the red jinn stared down at his young friend. "'Oh, Jinnicky! How wonderful! Oh, Jinnicky! do you mean it? Thank you! Thank you! Thank you!' Pressing the little jinn's hands, Randy went racing across the throne room. Planetti, he whispered breathlessly in the little princess's ear. How would you like to be the queen of regalia, to go back to Oz with Thun, Kabumpo, and me, and live in my castle for always? Oh, I think Planetti's soft yellow eyes fairly dance with surprise and happiness—I think that would be very night. Oh, Randy, that would be netiful, netiful. End of chapter 19